and I, and I get my lift and I'm driving and, you know, of course I've got my mask on and the guy's got a mask on as, as you know, we do here and um, I got the window cracked, you know, I've got all the 10, you know, nine yards about protection yeah. and all this stuff, you know, he's Chinese and, and I say, so, um, you know, where, you know, I know a little bit about, about Chinese geography, where are you from in China? My sister lived there for a little while and everything. You know what he said? Wuhan. Wuhan. I was like, my God. I'm like, oh, Lord. You probably <laughs> should not be telling just anybody that you are actually from Wuhan, you know? Welcome to Catching Up with Aaron, a podcast where I talk to people I know and, well, catch up with them. On my last episode, I spoke with my best buddy, Matt Rovis, and for this installment, which is, I don't know, three or four months later, I just felt it was right to talk to somebody I met on the very same day as I met Matt. And with that, it gives me a great amount of pleasure to welcome my dear friend of nearly 30 years, the amazingly wonderful Aria Kinch. Aria, welcome, and thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> so great to hear your voice. Likewise. And, you know, it's, and I don't listen to all the podcasts in the world because nobody can mm -hmm. do that. But I'm sure every podcast that's being created right now asks the same question kind of in one way or another. And so I'll start off with this just to kind of get it out of the way. From what I can tell, I, I it, it appears that you have been able to kind of stay safe and healthy and, and yes. COVID free over the past year. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Everything's been very safe with us and uh, it's been pretty easy because um, I like to be outside. So if I do visit with anybody, I'm just, hey, let's go for a walk by the lake. And uh, it's been it's been kind of kind of a nice time to just chill out a little bit. Yeah, that's good. So in a broad sense, it, it doesn't sound like the pandemic has had a, a, a too traumatic a, a, of, a, of an effect on your daily life, but would you, what would you say some of the things that has affected you? Um, well, um, just from your normal day-to-day -day life. Sure. Yeah. So, well, I did have to um, leave uh, the job that I was at last year. Sure, so sure. that, that was a bit of um, an upheaval because that was, um, I was caring for a lady who was in her nineties and I was living with her like four nights a week, four nights, five days a week. So, wow. And I've been doing that job for four years and, um, you know, I, you know, her family decided and rightly so that uh, she should just stay with them and not have people coming and going and, you know, just limit the interaction. So that so that was a little, you know, a little bit of upheaval, but I'm still in touch with her. She's doing great, too. She's doing wonderful. And otherwise, yeah, I mean, from day to day. I would say that it's been nice to be able to know that nobody's going to come into my house and sure. leave it a big mess. So that's been kind of kind of nice. Right. Well, that's good. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And, yes. well, and by a lot of people, I mean, literally all the people <laughs> in the world. Uh, right. All seven and a half billion of us. Yeah. Uh, it is affected in one way or another. So, yeah. well, I'm just I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. And it's I just can't tell you how much it means for me to. Yeah. To be able to hear your voice and to connect connect with you again. It's just what a pleasure it is. Yeah. And it's so great that you're doing so well, too. I mean, I've seen your pictures and you're just looking awesome and you've gotten oh, thank so you very healthy. Much. And I'm so relieved. Um, to know that you're in such good health and taking great care of yourself now. 
after uh, your health scare. And it's just, it's just does my heart good to know that you're doing so well. Well, thank you. And I, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things for me and, you know, obviously this is not about me, but, you know, any chance I get to be witness to, to anybody or to, to explain kind of my philosophy on it, I'll, I'll take that chance. But yeah. it's one of those things for me and I'll just, I'll just leave it at this, but if I can do what I've done, Mm-hmm. Li- literally anybody can do it. <laughs> that that is that you is know. definitely an inspiration for sure. Yeah. You know. And 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 that's something that, you know, I mentioned Matt earlier and I'm going to talk about him here and again in a minute, yes. but he he is somebody who talk about inspiration. Yeah. I mean, he's really bettered himself um yeah. tenfold. Right. Know, almost liter- almost literally tenfold. Yeah. Yeah, he I I listened to your podcast that you did with him and it was so so much fun for me to listen to because I felt like I was sitting there with you guys, like no time yeah. passed and we were just, you know, chilling out at Denny's or whatever. And, you know, we're on somebody's roof and yeah. uh, it oh, just, geez. you're yeah. both so funny. And so it's just, I mean, it was just awesome to like, you know, hear your comic chemistry and just hear your voices. And it, it was, it was great. So I was, I was glad to hear about his journey too, with all yeah. this getting healthy and, and that yeah. it is really, you guys inspire me. Well, that's, that's really kind of you to say. And, you know, it, it's just been one of those themes that I've that I've covered in the the few episodes that I've done with this is that people just kind of finding inspiration and, and mm-hmm. applying it to their daily life, and you know, and that's part of the reason I wanted to do this and just kind of talk to people and just and catch up and just learn yes. more. Like, you know, I've known you guys for thirty years, but it's incredible the fact that you felt that it was just like a normal like no time had passed yeah. kind of conversation. Totally. That speaks to the kinds of friendships that we developed when we were teenagers. Absolutely. You know? Really, really. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I feel like, you know, with so many people that I knew from that, from that group, it's like, oh, we pick up like it was yesterday. And with you, I mean, all the times that we had when we were younger, it just, it was like constant laughter. I mean, you were, oh yeah, you were cracking me up nonstop. I mean, I just yeah. was, we la- had so many great laughs and. Oh, um, totally so funny yeah again it's just a testament to how tight our our circle of friends was and, and really how broad it was mm-hmm. too like it wasn't just like five or six people yeah, it was, was a, a lot a big core group of people but we could go on and on about that but you know just because i i met you and matt on the same day yes. it had to have been probably early summer or mid-summer of 1991 i think 91 uh, yep that's right yeah so we're that's just right. getting on that 30-year mark that's um, crazy I asked Matt about this yeah. and I know, I know what my version is and we heard what Matt's version was. I want to know what's kind of your memory of yeah. that day and those moments where we, we all mm-hmm. just, I don't say we, we all first met because you guys had that kind of had a, a friendship before I came in the picture, yeah. but um, yeah. there was that day. It definitely took a turn for the better. Definitely. Um, yeah. So what are your memories of that day when we met? Well, uh, so I remember that um, I, I, I don't have a super clear memory of anybody, but you from that day, but I remember oh, that, nice. that, you know, there was a group that came in and um, you know, we were like, we were so hyper inclusive before, you know, inclusivity was a, a real common thing. And we would basically say like, Hey, you know, when this, group is over who wants to go to such and such restaurant who wants to go to the beach who wants to go run around on my roof and and we invited you and you had just i mean you'd you'd known us for about 30 minutes and you said yes yeah, sure yeah. I'll, I'll go to the beach with you guys and and you um yeah you just jumped at the chance to come along to the beach with us and we just thought you were awesome you were so funny and you're like what 14 or something like like really young 
that was just, it was a blast. I remember, you know, you just, we just went to the beach and, and um, then you were like, you know, we we're like instant, instant friendship right there. And th- that's, that's one of those things where uh, there's an instant chemistry with a, with a group of people. Yeah. Uh, that, and I, I know I certainly felt mm-hmm. it. Obviously we're, you know, most of that crew is still yeah. friends on some level yes. to this day. Right. Um, so talk yes. about chemistry. Like for sure. you know, I've known you guys for 30 years longer than I've known, you know, obviously my wife right. and, and most of my friends that I met at Georgia, obviously. So yeah, it, it's definitely speaks a lot. Well, over those past 30 years, mm-hmm. you and I, maybe this is not unique to me. I don't think it's unique to me, but it's definitely, it, it just didn't happen with Matt and I and, uh, and several of the other folks in our, in our crew, but you and I have definitely been able to stay in touch pretty much all of these past yeah. 30 mm-hmm. years. And I'm talking even in those dark years <laughs> prior to social media yes. and free long distance phone calls. Yeah, like, that's right. And yeah. I owe that to your love of correspondence, particularly mm-hmm. in written form. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of the things I've always adored about you. Like, obviously, mail was yes. a big thing. Like, yeah. you know, love getting letters, love sending letters. Would you say you're still as good at writing letters today as you were back then? Or is that something that's kind of taken a backseat? Yeah. Oh, it's taken a backseat. I, I wish that I was as good at letter writing as I was back then. But I remember yeah. it was such a huge thing. And it was so exciting to get the mail. I mean, yeah, I remember the first letter you sent me after you moved to Georgia. You mailed me red sand do you remember this oh i have no memory i i I think i actually still have that letter i saved a lot of letters from my favorite people and um yeah you make you because the the dirt was red there and yeah it's that red georgia clay that that we're famous right and so you mailed me a handful of of red red dirt i can't even believe that that is insane that i did that (laughs) yeah and and um and so yeah we just would, would put goofy things in the letters and and send them. And I think yeah. that at that time, because we had to wait for so long between the letters, it, that made it all the more exciting to get the letters. And if we were going to make a phone call, it was going to be expensive. So, you sure. know, what now I think, um, you know, if kids uh, know somebody who lives in a different part of the country, they can just immediately text them and get a response back. And that I can't imagine what that would have been like as a teenager, because so much of the anticipation was built up around having to wait for the communication. It was, it was all built up around this non-direct communication where you were always waiting so for you, the response. Yeah. So do you think that creates like a, um, like a deeper appreciation for where we've come from and how far we've come as a, as just like, just from a basic yeah. text, yeah. text standpoint in society? Sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, I really think it might. I mean, I, th- I if you think about it too, we're the first generation that we, you know, when they talk about kids today being digital natives, being having grown up with phones and understanding how to work technology. And our group, I mean, we, we came up using typewriters. I mean, you were a couple years behind me, but my first keyboard in class was on a typewriter. And then they switched sure. to word processor halfway through the, the year. And then the next year it was a computer. And so we start, I mean, we, we bridge this gap between like the analog world and the, and the digital world. And we're, we can remember what it was like to have those formative years where we didn't have this technology that kids have today. So I think that it gives uh, Generation X a really in- interesting perspective that, that, you know, kind of distinguishes us from the, the older generations and the generations that are coming up now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you talk about um, older generations and and current generations. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if you do the TikTok. I I, I just started I on the TikTok. I saw you were starting. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I posted one video and I'm done. <laughs> like, that's it for me. But I did see one video, a parent who is probably maybe our age, maybe a little bit older, standing with his Gen Z 12, 13-year-old uh-huh. son. Uh, and the the audio that's playing over it is uh, <laughs> say, saying something to the, to the effect of, there are some sounds that people hear. Hmm that spark up memories for certain mm-hmm. generations, but mean nothing to others. And, and all of a sudden you hear the dialogue yes. sound, the dad, just, his face just lit up with like this nostalgia smile right. uh, yeah. mixed with a little bit of anxiety. And then the son's just kind of looking at him like, I have, yeah, I have no idea. What that <laughs> it's is. so funny. Um, it's like, you can remember what that anxiety felt like. Is this thing going to connect? How long am I going to have to wait? And, and that was such a really actually a pretty brief period um, of time that, that was even a thing that we had to contend with um, because what was it like about five, six years for most people. And then, um, yeah. yeah. And so that, so that's, you know, we got to, to witness the evolution of, uh, of this kind of technology. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it, it's just amazing how far we've come. And yeah, you know, like I played that dial up modem sound for my daughter. And, and <laughs> what is no this? Idea, you know, but, well, and why would no, she, you know, there's no reason no for reason. her to know that. Yeah. My dad, is, you know, he's, he's like, what, probably, 70 he's 76 now and a couple of years ago um i was sitting with him visiting with him and he had a, the newspaper out and he's reading the paper and then he he says in like the state of revelation i just figured out what a podcast is and we <laughs> looked at him and we're like you know and he reads the definition which was in the newspaper and that's how he found out what a podcast was and we said well what what did you think it was before this moment and he said, sure. oh, well, I figured that people were broadcasting from inside those moving pods that you would use. Would you that, <laughs> he figured that that was what a podcast was, was a broadcast that took place from inside one of those moving pods, trailers. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really funny to even watch, you know, our older generations contend with, with technology and how they use it and everything. And, you know, like, you know, you talked about our dads, but like uh, my dad is uh you know, he's, he stayed up pretty well Good. with technology. He, he knows how to text and he even uses the occasional emoji oh, wow. uh, in his texts. Even if, even when he kind of mistypes or fat fingers it or whatever, we know right. what he's trying to say. You know, he, yeah. you, you, you learn somebody's kind of text uh, dialect yeah. after a while. Yeah. My dad yeah. always writes, he'll send the text and it'll be, you know, this, 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 you know, a couple paragraphs. And then he'll say, he'll sign off with love dad. <laughs> as if you don't know who was saying it. And it's so cute. Like, I'm not even going to say anything about it because it's, it's really pretty adorable. So with, with all the years that you were uh, corresponding, like written correspondence with people, tell me about somebody who was like a longtime pen pal that you found to be completely compelling and very interesting and somebody who really couldn't wait to get that letter from. Who was that person for you? Oh, my gosh. There were a lot of people like that. So many or who sticks well, out? Bethany, like who sticks I mean, out. Bethany sticks out because she was, yeah. She, sure. And I mean, we are still very close, but yeah, I mean, she was, you know, when we met, it was like, oh, this, this person is, we've definitely got this awesome connection and she lives in Wisconsin and she's, she was a singer and she studied operatic voice at Lawrence university. I hope I got her degree correct or, or just voice maybe in general. And um, that was something sure. that like, you know, I'd always kind of grown up with um, classical music as an influence because of my parents. And, you know, you might remember my dad's amazing record collection. 
And of course. Um, so, she, so like getting to know this person who in this next stage of my life kind of helped me like explore all different kinds of music. And so, yes, yeah, she, she was just, um, a, you know, an amazing friend and like endlessly fascinating for all the things that she knew, like about history and about music and, you know, about all kinds of things. So, so she, that's one friendship that's just kind of continued to, um, deepen and develop. And we took a trip to Iceland together a couple of years ago. And yeah, it's, it's, so that's, that, that one definitely stands out, but it was, um, <laughs> it, there were so many letters and I still, I still have probably a thousand letters that I saved from that era. Right. Well, that's fantastic. I, I love that you keep those and cherish those. You know, I think that's, that's definitely important to, to hold on to memories like that. And when it comes to memories, you're, you're one of those people in my life, at least, and I know in, and I'm just, I'm positive. I'm not alone in this, but I'm one, I'm one of those people that you have a deep level and a deep amount of inside jokes and stories. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and we could go on all night uh, about them, but what do you think that, what do you think that characteristic is in you that helps create those memories and those lasting inside jokes. Like what is that thing in you? What drives that for you? Um, I think it is my sense of humor um, and my ability to laugh at myself. And, and I, I think that that's yeah. kind of what kicked off a lot of the inside jokes is like um, something goofy would happen. Like I'd, you know, leave my keys somewhere a million times or, or whatever. And um you know, my friends helped me get through those frustrating, frustrating times by helping me make a joke about it and laugh about it. You know, those jokes stuck around because they were hilarious to us at the time. But it also kind of like helped me navigate the rest of my life because I was able to see humor in situations and humor in myself. Like when something really frustrating would happen, it's like, okay, I'm just going to have to laugh at this because it is actually pretty hilarious. So I think that was part of it too. And, you know, for the people that I've remained connected with and close with, you know, they have tended to be people who have a great sense of humor. And I, I really appreciate that so much about you just I remember so many funny things that happened, like, you know, walking into the party and saying, I know I'm going to lose my keys. Aaron, will you hold on to my keys for me? Because I know I'm going to lose them. You take my keys. And then, of course, your dad would pick you up before I was ready to go. And you'd be all the way back in Mount Clemens on the other side of town before I realized at midnight. Oh, shoot. Aaron's got my keys. I can't drive home. That is both hilarious and beautiful at the same time. Just, I mean, just the the answer you gave, like the sense of humor and then how it just helped you navigate those situations. Like, I don't even want to think about it, but you you can imagine being in those situations where Mm -hmm. you're kind of lost, like not just because that happened a lot too, as you well know. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But it could be a figurative loss. Uh, like, I just don't uh-huh. know what I'm doing. And this is a very different, if you don't have that support mm-hmm. system around you, could you imagine, I can't even imagine you I not know. having that support system right. around you now. Like it, like literally in this moment, when you're telling me about that, yeah. it makes so much sense. And it's just like a beautiful oh, eye opening for me. Just, and I mean, really, so I really appreciate you sharing that. That's, I, I that's really wonderful. Those, I mean, they're almost, it's almost like I've got like this catalog in my mind of like, you know, brightly colored index yeah. cards in one of those little 
recipe boxes or something. And if I'm in a really stressful situation or if I'm really bored or whatever, I can just pull one of those cards and it's like, oh my gosh, me and Aaron are driving through some neighborhood, uh, laughing at the street signs or we, you know, whatever. And I, you know, it's like this <laughs> sense of levity because I think when you're in the, your teenage years, you have this, like the degree to which things are hilarious. I don't, I mean, in my life, I've never been able to replicate that. So these, this kind of humor sure. sort of like hardwired itself into, um, our brains at that time. And that, you know, they do say, it's like, well, why do I remember a song lyrics from when I was 13, but I don't remember, you know, where I left my, yeah. Why I came right. into the kitchen. And, yeah. And um, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I have heard that, um, you know, the things that settle into your, into your mind emotionally and just for, you know, words and things become stay in your mind. So I hmm. think, you know, that humor stuff kind of like stuck too. And um, I feel so, so fortunate that my memories of that time period is such a formative time in my life are buoyed by these people who were just amazing and still are. I, you know, I feel really, yeah. really fortunate that that is actually my foundation. Well, thank you again for sharing that. And, you know, earlier you mentioned that or I mentioned that you would have the opportunity to share mm something like an experience that we had and we could go on for hours uh, about this. So we Mm -hmm. won't, we won't do that because I have other things I want to talk to you about, but if you were, say you were introducing me to another old friend of yours that I didn't know and who didn't know me and you wanted to give them some kind of background as to who I am or or an experience that you and I shared together. What's, what's the number one story you would tell them or the number one experience between you and I, or like, or that you and I Mm. were both involved with that you would tell that person to give them some background. Here's a question I should have prefaced because there, again, my, my little file (laughs) cabinet of memories, that's the, I'm thinking of the bright colored index cards right now, all over the place. Cause there are so many in your file. So many. Blow the dust off. them. So yeah. So the whitewater rafting was, um, you know, a really big, big thing that we did that that I think you went twice and the one time that you did go you managed to um slip on a rock and had to miss that well this is the second year that you went but you had to miss the whole um rafting trip but you turned that whole thing into a into a this is like you you managed we, we you know we felt horrible for you the whole time that you couldn't go on the 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 rafting trip but then when we got back you made it sound like what you had done had been way cooler because you had been rushed to the hospital <laughs> through these rural roads. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, this 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 car that took you there. I don't remember if it was an ambulance or one of the other. It wasn't. So it was an ambulance. Yeah, it was definitely an ambulance. Sure. Mountain roads that were extremely narrow. And you, you know, got to go and you made it sound like you had had like the biggest adventure. And we had just spent seven hours on a whitewater rafting trip. And we were like, man. <laughs> I should have bumped my head. I got uh, <laughs> I got two stitches that day. Yes. I was an absolute hero. Yeah, and the other one was all the tapes that you made for everybody. I mean, you were like, oh, yes. I was the, the mixtape master. And I do. I oh have uh, somewhere. I've got Joey Buttafuoco's greatest hits and um, <laughs> yes, and, and various things, which um. You may know this story that uh, we, you know, I had that car when I was a teenager, which wouldn't, it was a, a 1977 diesel Mercedes. 
you took the key oh, out yes. of the ignition and it wouldn't turn off. There was something with the, the engine. And so my dad and all his mechanical English professor brilliance ran a tube that went underneath the steering wheel into the engine. And in order to turn the car off, you had to suck on the tube, which were, which created a vacuum and would shut the engine off. So, so the, yeah. with this car though, the story about this mixtape. So my mom, oh, so my dad had taken, the radio went out. It wasn't, wasn't working anymore. My dad put this tape deck in there so I could listen to tapes, but it was such a, a strange way that he had to wire it and arrange it that you had the tape deck itself on the right side next to what would have been the radio. But then the volume to this little contraption was on the left side. Totally counterintuitive, right? Yeah. So I had that tape you had given me. And in one of the songs, you were doing gloves with your friend. And you're, you know, you're snapping your fingers and you're it's really <laughs> quiet. So every time I would listen to this song, I would jack up the volume really loud and just, you know, oh, this is so sure. cool yeah, that you Aaron does this. And these guys made this up. It's so awesome. And so, so anyway, so that I... I drove home one day after listening to this tape and I parked my car in the driveway, get out, go in the house. Well, the next day, my mom needs to move my car for some reason to the other end of the driveway. So she goes out and she gets into the car and it just happened to be that gloves had just ended. And the next song to come up on this tape, do you know what it was? It was I have I no idea. Traffic Lights by Monty Python. And it was at full <laughs> volume. Okay. <laughs> Because the song really before quiet. it was really so it was quiet, so you had to turn it up. And so my mom yeah. gets in the car with this, you know, I <laughs> like traffic lights over and over and over again. And she cannot figure out how to turn the thing down because the volume is totally on the other side. She's playing with the radio, like the regular radio that doesn't even work anymore. It's not connected to this new contraption. And she's trying to move my car while like, I like traffic lights. Okay, so... She, she comes in, she's like, oh, the weirdest thing just happened to me. I could not figure it. Some song came on about traffic lights, and I didn't know what was going on. So you can just picture Patty, you know. So that was that was a great one. <laughs> that if you were to meet somebody that you wanted me to introduce that you wanted to introduce uh, to them to me, I would definitely yes. lead off with that story. <laughs> It just encapsulates the, encapsulates the era so well. The mixtapes and the volume issues and that car that I had. So good. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that because uh, I, I have you know laughed that, that hard uh, in several days. I, I it sounded <laughs> so familiar, funny. but like w when you say it, it's like, oh yes, now I like it's not at the forefront of my memory as much as yours. Obviously, <laughs> well, I, I wasn't there. Either, you know, but, with yeah. your mom and my mom, yeah. Well, yeah, but she came back in the house and told you, but you probably told me the next day or whatever at church. So you mentioned Slippery Roads, um, and that kind of reminded me of the next thing I want to ask you about. You're in the uh, Chicagoland area. Right um, I am now, yeah. Chicago? I'm in Chicago proper. I was in Oak Park for um, a few years there. Um, but, yeah, I'm in Chicago. I'm in Rogers Park neighborhood, which is the very northern, northeastern tip of the city. So I'm, uh, like, a, about, um, oh, 15-minute walk to Lake Michigan. So that's it's very nice. Great. Well, so, and, and you've been, you, you've lived there uh, for X number of years, but you've mm -hmm. kind of gone back and forth a little bit over the years. What, what are your, what keeps bringing you back to Chicago? Like, what do you um, love so well, much about that area? the first thing I would say is the public transportation. 
I think after my traumatic sure. experiences with that Mercedes, I think it, I decided at some point I was done with cars. Like I just had had enough, you know, we know every car I had back then like broke down <laughs> Who would blame you? an accident or something. So, um, uh, I must've been traumatized, uh, enough to finally decide to just not. So I haven't, I haven't had a car the entire time I've lived in Chicago. And I imagine you're not, you're not the only person right. in the area who's like that yeah, you know, there, yeah. because and there I is such most, good public transportation sure. and, and, and I know people, you like to ride your bike and stuff too. Like one person, like my, my partner has a, has a car. So of course it's a Prius, but you know, it's, you know, he, right. he drives and I, um, you know, make him drive me to the grocery store, uh, basically. Yeah, so it's so I love that, right. and I love um, that the in, in this neighborhood in particular is very diverse. Um, we have a huge East African population. We've got an Eritrean restaurant right across the street from us. We've got uh, just you know really awesome food from all over the world. So I love that, and I love the museums, and I love all the now I love all the free concerts that they do in um, in the parks when uh, we don't have COVID going on. But the the yeah, the free cultural stuff of in big cities, as you as you know, because you live so close to Atlanta, is just you know spectacular. So, and I love the architecture in Chicago too. That's something that is just endlessly fascinating and beautiful. So, yeah, those things. Great. Well, that's awesome. And you know, you definitely I, you have I, to enjoy I cold weather. Do. Uh, um, I you know I get out skiing on the sidewalks, like you know whenever I whenever I can, because uh, it's the easiest place to just throw on my skis and get out there and. Um, and yeah, I find it refreshing and invigorating and I'm definitely in the minority even around here, but I, I, I really do enjoy snow quite a bit. <laughs> That's great. And, uh, you mentioned, yeah. your partner. I, I wanted to talk about Steve a little bit. You yeah. know, I don't, I know he's not yes. on social media, so I don't, I don't know much about him. Uh, so how long have you been? Um, it's been uh, almost seven now? years. We met on a dating site as uh, so many people do these days. The way he described himself was a, um, a bit of a Luddite. It's more of a historical term. Gotcha. But, um, so I'm like, okay, great. So this guy, first time I spoke with him, we had a conversation and we decided to go on a date. And um, I said, okay, well, when you come to my place, just, you know, text me and I'll come out and jump in the car. And he said, well, you know, uh, the thing is, I don't have a cell phone. So, and then at that time I was living in this uh, nice little courtyard building where, you know, it, there were a lot of old ladies who would kind of like look out the window into the courtyard, see what's going on. And Steve would, every time he came to pick me up, he would have to physically get out of his vehicle and walk up the courtyard and come in and ring the buzzer and wait for me to come down. And so I think that, um, you know, everybody figured, oh, what a wonderful gentleman that, that he does all that when he could just text, yeah. you know, so, and I mean, no, he couldn't because. So he did not get a <laughs> cell phone until we moved in together, which was just about a year ago. And um, he finally uh, got was. a cell phone because he wasn't going to go for the landline. So, um, but he's he uh, he's a psychology professor at Loyola University, and you know I, I okay. used to joke and tell people, well, I'm seeing a psychologist. It's working out really well. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But he's, he's great. You know, he's he's um, he's a very patient, very grounded, calm guy, which is kind of like a perfect. Um, yes, definitely. I was going to say, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a lot you know, of balance like a, for you, you know, there. The, the Ernie yeah. Burt Muppet theory. And so he I mean, he really <laughs> talks a lot of sense into me, or at least he tries. And um, 
he's a vegetarian, which is great. Um, We have a lot of the same um, values and we've been able to do some really awesome traveling together. And yeah, it's, it's really been a very, very wonderful person for me to find in my life. I can't wait for you to meet him. Yeah, I, I definitely, <laughs> I look forward to that too. And mm-hmm. you mentioned travel and I, you've been literally all over the world and, and, and that's, <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration mm-hmm. when the time is right to travel again, like to really travel, not just like, you know, go to Michigan or, or you go down to see your sister. Like that's, not counting that when it's really time to travel again, where, what's the first place mm. you're going to go to, uh, to visit? I think that um, I am leaning pretty heavily toward uh, Norway because we we talked about going to Norway. Um, we were supposed to do it last summer, actually, and you know clearly we we didn't. So Norway is uh, kind of at the top of the list. But now that we've been so long without a trip, I think Steve's leaning more towards something in the Caribbean again, which I won't argue with that. Um, (laughs) But I'd love to get to New Zealand these days, too, and um, also Ethiopia. So uh, lots of places. So that's that's. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to appreciate more and more just what is right in front of me. As much as I had wanderlust for so long, I think that this year has taught everyone. I would hope to really just appreciate what's right out your door, you know, just enjoying like the people who are really close with you and, you know, the books that you have and what you can do if you're going for a walk. And so, so I'm, I'm, I'm working on that piece of myself too, is that, that, you know, feeling grounded and appreciating what's right in front of me. And I think that's important for everybody in this season where we are having to you know, we're kind of being forced yeah. to do self, self-discovery self and, and in many ways, self-improvement. And because it's so easy to mm-hmm. just kind of sit around and feel sorry for yourself and be gloomy. And maybe right. it's the glass half full part of us that that sees it. But, you know, there 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 is yeah. some good to be to be had out of it. If, yeah. If, if so and, and I mean, if you think about it, like I was listening a, a while back to your interview with Sydney and I was, it was which was absolutely adorable, by the way. And, and I mean, what a great thing really oh, for thank the you. kids too, to, especially at the ages that they are, to have extra time with their parents right now in whatever capacity, like to have sort of like unstructured, like, all right, we're all home, we're all doing this is really a gift. This is a historic moment that we're living through right now, which is really easy to forget because it feels so mundane. You know, the kids are going to look yeah. back on this and probably remember fondly the coziness and the time that they got to spend with their family. That's and that I think that all no, families who are like taking that opportunity to just kind of, you know, be in that space of comfort and love. It's like that's what your kids are going to take with them and what they're going to tell their grandkids about the pandemic of, you know, 2021. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's such great insight. And I hate I hate to even follow um, that part of oh, it. With what I have coming next for You're you. Not going to ask um, me. <laughs> To do the song, <laughs> no, it's not bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. But although every time I go through a tunnel on the expressway, I do sing it in my head. Uh, that's a completely different story for a different podcast. But everybody who I have on my little podcast thing, mm-hmm. I, I, I always get into like some that? kind of oddball questions. Cool. Okay, so you're—I know yes. you're a lifelong animal lover. And I think I know the answer to this okay. one, but I just want to check it out for myself. If you could, which species of animal would you most like to like communicate with and have conversations yeah. and, 
uh, I am uh, directly nothing from that consistent species. on this particular answer. And uh, I pro- apologize for not being more creative, but yes, okay. I would love to be able to communicate with dolphins. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I, this was a layup. Uh, yeah. This is really just like an icebreaker for this portion of the interview. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I guess I absolutely changed. knew that answer. Love them uh, even more. Yeah. yeah. I definitely nailed that one. Yeah. That hasn't changed. And, <laughs> right. and honestly, I'd be disappointed if it did. Not going to lie. Um, okay. So, Without naming names, unless you want to, you can say, what's the weirdest or most unusual item you've ever seen in someone oh, else's home? wow. When I lived in, in and traveled to different places, it was really interesting to see how um, photographs of people who had passed on were always placed in a place, in a place of prominence. Very, very large photos, a place of prominence in everybody's home. Oh. And that... Yeah, yeah. So, and whether that's in Thailand or India or Greece, or um, it was, it was very important to, to put beautiful photos of you know their faces too, and not like these big cheesy smiley faces that we do here, but like just you know a serious, soulful kind of portrait, and that was always um, in the house, often sometimes with flowers or candles or whatever in front of it. So that was interesting. So from what I remember back in the day, you were yes. what some might call <laughs> a uh, tech challenged. Do you feel like you're still kind of in that space or is that something that has evolved? Um, well, I, th- uh, I will say that I years? think basic things for the purpose of communication have gotten more user friendly. And for that, I'm really grateful. Um, I still, sure. it still takes me a while to figure things out and it doesn't come intuitively to me, but I am now definitely not afraid to ask for help and to explain in the process of, process of asking that it might take me a little while to figure this out. So um, I think in that way, it's become easier for me to to try and get the help. But I think I am still technically challenged. Yes. So something else I ask people about on this is um, I always ask about what's what's a subject or a topic or or something in life that you want to know more about Mm. that you wish you could, you probably have the wherewithal to learn it, but you just never get around to it or you never have gotten around to it. For me, I always talk about um, basic uh, home and auto repair. Mm -hmm. Like it just, it just seems that in this phase of my life, I should know more than I do. What what's that subject for you? Like, oh. what's something you wish you knew more um, about lately? Um, yeah, I've actually been really interested, and this is pretty impractical. Um, but it uh, to me, it would be interesting to learn just a little bit of Latin because uh, my dad always used to say uh, it made his vocabulary uh-huh. enormous because if you know some Latin, you can figure out what the meaning of words are because you get. Uh, you know, if it's a word with a Latin origin, you know what those different segments of the word mean and you can put it together. And so I think it would be cool to know a little bit more, a little bit of Latin and a little bit of Greek to just have like this instant word origin thing. That's really insightful, too. Like it, it you know, like everybody would. Well, maybe not everybody. I'm sure a lot of people would like to mm-hmm. learn uh, at least the basics of another language. But to to desire mm-hmm. to learn a language that's really just not used. Um, yeah, thanks. really anywhere in the world. That's, that's pretty cool. I like that. We, we talked about Matt uh, earlier and you, you and Matt were with me yes. um, when I went to my very yes. first Harry Connick yep. Jr. concert in the summer of 1992. And I actually got to meet Harry mm. for the first time a couple years later. I'd, I'd already moved to Georgia. And when I was standing in line 
uh, it was after the concert. It was out but, uh, behind the venue. It was a small venue up at, hmm. right in front of his bus. He, I, I had heard that he comes out and talks to people and signs autographs and stuff. When I was three or four people away in line, I had one of those wow. moments where I said to myself, this can't be happening. Like, is this actually happening? And obviously, you know, that's a big positive. Not the biggest one in my life. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, the, the biggest ones for me were you know, wow. getting married yeah. and oh. literally watching my children being born. Like, is this actually like, wow, I can't believe this is actually mm. happening. And these could be negative things, too. But I want to hear if there is there a moment like that for you where you said this can't be happening. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Mm. You know, definitely mm. when I lost my mom, that was one. And, you know, on, on a more positive note, like, you know, when I found out that my third niece was going to be born, that was like, cause I was totally, I thought they were done. And um, uh. that was like, Oh my, I was just like, it did yeah. feel kind of like time stopped. And that's how it felt in both those situations, which yeah, that was, that was really exciting. Yeah. And I'm glad you shared um, kind of like the balance mm-hmm. between the two. Like, you know, I, that's something yeah. that you and I have a kinship with that we both lost yeah. our mothers, obviously at different ages and stages of our lives. But, you know, just, just real quickly, we don't, I don't want to get oh, too heavy you. into this, but you know, your mom was just a, a beautiful lady inside. Yes, and out. she was. And, um, and she uh, loved very you. Patient, she thought you were so uh, funny. A very patient she lady. Uh, and that was, I, I reciprocate that. Like she was, I adored her. Patty was um, just a yeah. beautiful person and I'm glad I had the chance to meet her and, uh, and to get to know her. And she was just one of those <laughs> adult figures that I looked up to and, and, you know, and it was that, just a pleasure to have gotten to know it her. It means so much to um, me that you remember her you that way because, you know, her, as you know. you know, too, the older you get, it's like you get further away from, you know, people who do have clear memories, you know, of that person that you lost. And so that's, that's, that means a lot to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I've said on many occasions, I've gone publicly on the record for, to say that I personally don't believe that mm. there is such thing as guilty pleasures. But if they do exist, what would you say yours is? Maybe a food, a song, a TV mm. show? What, what would be your guilty pleasure? I occasionally like to watch pretty lowbrow retrospectives about celebrities who were famous when I was a kid especially during the pandemic, like, and it has to, it can't be about somebody today. It's got to be about somebody who was famous when, when we were, when we were younger. Sure. Yeah. And I, and there's you need some mind candy. Again, I, 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 I do not judge you for that. Yeah. All right. So finally, what is something like adventurous or, or exciting that you've done <laughs> that you think everyone should try oh, at least boy. once? Wow. Life? Okay. I'm going to say paragliding. No, I assume you've done this multiple times. Um, it was in a place called Uludinez. Okay, just once. And where uh, were you? Fethia in Turkey. It was spectacular. And it was above a lagoon on the Mediterranean. And it was a double thing. So the guide was in the contraption with me. And uh, we started off running. And he said, when I say lift your feet up, lift your feet up. And we were in the clouds. And then we descended a little bit. And the clouds broke. And there's the lagoon in the Mediterranean. It was It was really spectacular. So, yeah, I loved that, and I'd, I'd recommend it if you're not afraid of heights. Totally. Well, Aria, you are uh, obviously an amazing person. I'm proud to know you. Uh, and for, mm-hmm, to have, Me too. To been able to hang on to our friendship for so long. Yes. And, and, and we will definitely hold on to it for another 30-plus years. And Thank you so much for having me on this program. And, uh, thanks this for catching so up. Much I really fun. appreciate it.
Catching Up with Aaron is written, produced, and edited by me, Aaron Elliott, in association with Anchor. Theme music is from bensound.com. You can subscribe to Catching Up with Aaron on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening, and let's catch up again soon.